Welcome back to another episode of Watch Once Never Again, the podcast where we watch disturbing films so you don't have to. I'm Mary Beth. I'm Dax. And here we are today, continuing our Catherine Briott uh, director series. For better or worse. And we think we've made a mistake, and that's okay, but boy, oh boy, these movies just continue to... <laughs> Continue to something. <clears throat> like I'm going to lay the blame on you. Yeah, you know the the blame falls squarely upon my shoulders because I wanted to watch Fat Girl and you did too. But then I also was like, well, she makes some really weird movies. Like we should watch them. We did, and I did. I did agree. <laughs> so I guess I can. Take I mean, something. they're weird movies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just a. That is true. No lies detected. No lies detected. Um, but okay, so we watched her 2004 film called Anatomy of Hell for this week. Dax, do you want to read the plot synopsis of Anatomy of Hell? Sure. All like five sentences. Yay. Um, <clears throat> from Wikipedia, it says teetering on the edge of I don't like that word teetering <laughs> teet. I hate the word teet I just I hate the word teet oh my god delete this <laughs> put it in the trash <laughs> that reminds me the other day I was watching one of the Twilight movies and <laughs> and uh, the bitch just throws the baby in yes! the fire and that made me laugh so hard I'm glad that the word teat got you to thinking about that it was because you said throw the whole thing Shh. out or whatever that train really has something to say <laughs> throw it all in the trash but anyway we that was such a loud i know train. Well, um, we got one word okay. into the plot synopsis <laughs> that's how it always is because they keep they keep using really just just annoying words like for the first word of these Wikipedia articles and I won't stand for it. Yeah. What am I supposed to just sit silently by as they use words like teetering and lunch? Speech. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> A word I do like rotund. <laughs> Autumnal. I like those words. Brunch. Brunch is okay. Interesting. So you don't like the L sound. It's the L for me, sis. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Teetering on the edge of overwhelming ennui, a lonely and dejected woman pays a gay man to join her for a daring four-day exploration of sexuality in which both re- in which both reject all convention and smash all boundaries while li- bitch, if you don't make multiple sentences <sighs> that is that it's, it keeps going four-day exploration of sexuality in which both reject all convention and smash all boundaries while locked away from society in an isolated estate. Only when 
the man and woman confront the most unspeakable aspects of their sexuality will they have a pure understanding of how the sexes view one another that's not that's so, like barely this two mo- sentences. <laughs> that's barely the movie i swear to god i don't whoever writes these for her movies is like i'm so bored like <laughs> There's just like I don't know what happened. I I can't I can't care. Where to begin? We should start from the beginning. Yes. So that's my very brave opinion. So before we before we talk about the movie itself, this is based on a book that Catherine Briot wrote called Pornocracy. 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 Yes. So this is her book, and. This The synopsis of her book will give you, I guess, a little bit more context. After attempting suicide in the bathroom of a gay disco, a man, a woman hires the man who rescues her to spend four nights in her company, challenging him to watch me where I'm unwatchable. Um, so I guess that's a good way to start because the film begins with this woman very explicitly... <laughs> performing self-harm on herself in the middle of a bathroom at a gay bar, but like out, like by the sink, like sitting on the sink, waiting, wait, the whole entire beginning. Just why? I. Didn't you think of climax? Yes. I 100% thought of climax. And I was like, oh, okay. I wonder if Climax pulled some stuff from this. That'll be really interesting to see if they have similar vibes. Mm, no. no. No, not similar vibes, but I wouldn't be surprised if Climax did pull from this. I, I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Especially that beginning, because there's like a title card that comes up. Not a title card, but it's just, <laughs> it's actually hilariously on brand for how pretentious she is. Yeah. Because it's like movies are an illusion. I know. Like, it literally <laughs> I was like, that. okay. That's when she first lost me. Well, she loses me in this this beginning scene where this woman is. Well, it, the whole thing is introduced with just a shot of a man giving a blowjob to another man outside of a club. Why? No. Excuse you. That's blowjob lover number. Sorry, one. I apologize. He has a name, How and it is blowjob lover number one. But these blowjob lovers are just outside the club, and <laughs> like, whatever. But these blowjob, blowjob, <laughs> these blowjob lovers are just hanging out. I, basically, what I want to say here is that there is a lot of homophobia going on. I think from the beginning of this film because she is making a very pointed choice to have the man who saves this woman. They're both, they're called man and woman. So they don't have actual names in the film, but he comes to save her because she bumped into him and he couldn't stop thinking about her. So he goes to save her and then he becomes like kind of wrapped up in her, this weird sexual attention hang up thing but it it is a lot of the film is hinged on his sexual identity and how he's disgusted with it and also it being a disgusting sexual identity it feels like yeah it's like he's gay allegedly um and that's disgusting but also it's disgusting that he is attracted to her yes and then which i will get into shortly 
Um, so when he, when she, she is shown like very graphically cutting herself, he walks in and says, why are you doing that? And she goes, because I'm a woman. And that's the second part where she that was. I know I was like, OK, so this is what we're doing. Like the, the she's not even hiding it anymore that she hates other like, women. She and so I, I thought a lot about this and I couldn't stop thinking about it because it was frustrating me so much. And I had a thought and it's not by any means a revolutionary thought. But all I could think about is how throughout the entire movie, they're always talking about the vagina as an empty void, a gaping wound that's not actually a wound, and like always talking about it as like this absence and this needing to be filled, and it's, it's it bleeds without being cut, and it's so weird. But so it's almost like she is creating another opening on herself that resembles a vagina, and it's as if she has to mark herself as such through pain and I don't know if that makes any fucking sense but while watching the movie and like thinking about it all I could think about was like she's giving herself another wound and is there some connection with that or is she just punishing herself for being a woman there's probably both it's probably all linked together but for some reason that was very much stuck in my head for the past 24 hours that is a very smart way to look at it thanks I was just like uh I don't even know how because <laughs> I just immediately got mad. Oh, I did too. I was just like, yeah, I'm not here for this today. Oh, I did too. No, and I'm I'm not. I'm Mike's. I'll kind of explain like how I felt watching it slash after watching it and why those two emotions are like those two states of being are very strange. But I just she comes right out the bat with just being very much women must suffer and women are trash and women must acknowledge how trash they are. Yeah. They have, they say so many things like in that vein of like women being trash and like sluts and, uh, you know, just terrible and disgusting. So that also makes me, so that, you saying that makes me think about in the in the in a, in not in just a Wikipedia plot synopsis, but in a lot of the plot synopses I've read about this movie, because so much happens in this movie that is not captured in summaries of this film. And I'm just I've been very curious about oh, how people write about it. <laughs> uh, but it says when the they they talk the synopsis talks about how they will have an understanding of how the sexes view one another at the end. I don't agree with that whatsoever because this entire movie feels like a man who's at crisis with his sexuality is just treating a woman like a piece of shit and like abusing her for four days for his own benefit, even though she's paying him. Yeah, I I, I don't understand. Um, I was not putting together how like any. Like how any of this made sense like in the characters brains because I'm like what like I, I don't understand how is paying him to watch you gonna make him understand and respect women it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't, doesn't but like I don't I don't even understand how one would come to that conclusion so I and and the whole movie is just like him being like the stereotypical like I hate I hate to even bring this up but like you know how there's like the stereotype of how gays like hate women mm-hmm. and like um they like are disgusted by like vaginas and stuff yeah. and it's he like 
he's basically like experimenting with her like he puts stuff inside her yeah and so weird it's so weird because so i i watching this movie one of the reasons how i got i actually like ended up having some interesting like thoughts about this movie was instead of thinking about it as like oh these are two individual characters i thought about it more like watching the movie mother and how they are concepts rather than like individual characters if that makes sense no it does i I'm, that's how i watched yeah, it too okay. like i just took it as like man was oh. literally all of man yep. woman all of all women which made it worse it did make it worse <laughs> well so okay so let's start kind of like chronologically to go through how this like how this whole situation kind of um escalates so it's yeah cuz i'm just going to yell it's divided into four nights and so they meet at the gay bar. She says, come view me when I am unwatchable. She does not really elaborate on what that means, but it's like you can kind of glean that she wants him to watch her when she's naked and doing sexual things, I guess. It's very nebulous. So he... Also, why is she at the gay bar? Uh, who, I don't know. That's a whole other commentary about how white women are predatory to queer cultures and see them as their own and as their playthings. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever um fascinating to open with a with like a blowjob scene between two men and then go on like what do you whatever anyway anyway um so he 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 travels to her home and her home <laughs> i actually don't know if it's her home um it's not clear but she's like come to this house and it's in the middle of nowhere and he's like, uh, I take a train and a taxi here. Like, what the hell? Which made, which was an interesting, again, another interesting inversion that Catherine Briott does where it's like this, the man is put into a vulnerable position at first. And like, oh, he's like being invited to this strange place and he's coming and she's a stranger. And like, she's the, she seems to be the one like in power because she invited him there and is paying him. And we soon come to find out that that is actually not true. But because he actually holds all of the power in this situation. But um, <clears throat> so he goes into her bedroom. She takes off her clothes and they proceed to have long philosophical conversations about the natures of women and sex and how the vagina is disgusting and how everyone, ev- the vagina is gross because only women have vaginas, but having anal sex is, is not the same because everyone poops. Totally makes sense. That's a legitimate conversation in this film, everybody. Like, it's a pretty long scene of dialogue where they're very seriously talking about why men have sex with men and think vaginas are repulsive, which, okay. Okay. But as the night goes on, hold on, I'm trying to remember the, se- the sequence of events, so please remind me if I get the days, the nights wrong. But the first night, he rapes her the first yes he rapes her because she falls asleep and he's staring at her and just becomes like enamored with her body and is wait is the first night the night where he puts the lipstick yes okay so she falls asleep (coughs) and he's just staring at her and is like wait i'm gonna like look at her vagina he gets a stick of he gets a tube of lipstick and decides to just like use the lipstick and trace over her her anus and her labia and the camera is close up on a labia and a bare asshole 
and he is just drawing with lipstick on it. And you're like, I mean, okay. And then, and I knew this was going to happen. He takes the lipstick and then puts it on her lip, (laughs) puts it on her lips, because of course he's going to do that. Duh. While she's sleeping. And then he proceeds to have sex with her. While she's asleep. While she's asleep. And then it. So rape. So rape. He rapes her. Right out the gate. And then it shows, it cuts to him crying. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. And they're like crying and like draped over each other. And that's where the cover of the movie comes from. Where she's like draped over him. And he's draped over her. And that's the fir- that's only the first night. Um, and there's three more to go. Which actually, it actually surprised me when it said night two. Because I forgot that that was only the first night. Yep. And it's crazy because like we were saying before we started recording this movie is actually like really short yep it's only 72 minutes yeah it feels (laughs) feels like two so long (laughs) because so okay so like basically the nights fall that format where they have like a long weird ass conversation about the philosophy of the sexes and men and women and women being like empty voids need to be filled with men and men are just whatever the hell interspersed with these weird flashbacks to when they were kids and there's two of them that are really fucked up and like probably two of the most disturbing parts to me of the film there's i actually don't remember so there's the first one where he's thinking about the vagina as a baby bird (gasps) oh my god so there's that messed me up i knew it happened and i was like oh no so basically he the man has a flashback where he is and he's thinking about when you know how he used to think of like vaginas as young birds and like being slimy and whatever and it flashes back to him as a child climbing a tree finding a nest of baby birds taking one of the baby birds and then crushing it under his foot and that's the whole scene and it shows and it it. shows it very very graphically um, a close-up of the boy's foot, whatever. So, you know, gotta have some good old-fashioned animal cruelty put in there to really get to really hammer home the fact that this man thinks of vaginas and baby birds as delicate things that can be easily crushed under his foot. But basically, this man is thinking of vaginas and baby birds as the same thing, and they're both crushable and easy to destroy, and like something that he's disgusted with and can play with. Which sets the tone again for how this film continues, where over the next three nights, he doesn't stay during the day. He leaves during the day and comes back at night, which is very... That whole that whole dynamic isn't explained at all. Um, but here we are. Um, and then it kind of evolves into he he discovers her vaginal discharge and like they have a discussion about her like about that and then she has her period and that goes a lot of fucking weird ass places where he experiences her having a period he puts his fingers inside of her and pulls out his fingers and there's blood on them so he licks the blood off of his fingers um there's a moment where she pulls out her used tampon and places it in a glass of water and they partake in drinking that together. Um, yeah. It's like tea. I, 
know, and so this, so this is something that was, I thought a lot about because that I couldn't watch that part because it made me really ill. Um, and I was thinking about why it made, trying to think about why it made me ill because like I feel like we are so trained to think about like periods as disgusting and like tampons as disgusting, and like why do I find that so repulsive but can, like, watch a vampire movie? And, like, I know they're not the same thing, but, like, it was this weird thought process going on in my head about how I was thinking, like, them watching them drink this blood is disgusting, but in other contexts it's not. But I think it just has so much to do with this taboo nature of this that situation and making it so intimate but also really gross. And I'm by no means trying to be like, yeah. wow, how sensual – of put like making tea out of her tampon like that's a fucking joke that's like a dumb joke about a vampire's tea bag is a, ta- a used tampon so like yeah i don't know i just had a lot of thoughts about that moment and like my my own weird hang up not even hang ups but just like perspectives on menstruation and showing menstruation on screen but i also have a lot of problems with how menstruation is inherently linked to being a woman too but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> yes Sorry. I have a lot of thoughts. I, I was just going to say that uh, it's, um, I, I don't even necessarily think it, it's, I, I don't think it's necessarily just the taboo nature of like menstruation and stuff. I think, I mean, I think that's part of it, but I, I also think it's just literally like um, the, I don't, what is the word? Like reality of it like like the visceral nature of like it's different when they take blood like like a vampire like bites someone's neck it is different Mm -hmm. yeah than just 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 like you know germs and like bacteria and just like you know Yes. I think that's got to be part of it. Yep. But then also the smart stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I want, it's like, I'm trying, it's like, I'm almost feel like I'm trying to give too much credit to Brianna being like, let's talk about the taboo nature of womanhood and like, what is so disgusting about women. But at the same time, it also feels like it's trying to feed into that disgust. Cause like, to me, the man is the main character, not the woman. Yeah, I agree. if we have to pick a main character, but we, she ha- for most of the film she's sleeping and he is putting he is putting his fingers inside of her. He's taking a yeah, he's like poking. He's and yeah, she's like a, a doll. Like there are scenes where he like her body is limp and like ragdolling, and he throws her limbs around and like opens her legs and like peers into her vagina and like is like push like poking at it. And there's close-ups of his fingers like poking around in her pubic hair, and it's just like this is very invasive but then another scene i really wanted to talk about was the scene where he com- he, he he finds rake and there's this yes. whole sequence where he walks out of the house outside and looks for a tool and i it's like it's very much it gets the vibe that he's going to kill her like he's so mad about all the things about her like seducing him as a gay man and he's lusting after her and like confronting his own sexuality and instead of like coming to terms with that he's full of rage and it looks like he's about to kill her but instead he shoves the handle of a rake just like up her vagina and then leaves it there 
I somehow knew he was going to do that. Like, I didn't think he was going to kill Oh, her. really? I think, I think we're supposed to think that, but yeah. yeah. Be, just because he was, like, he's, like, treating her almost like, um, like, he's an alien and she's, like, his, like, experiment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, poking, <laughs> prodding, like, exactly how you described it, like, hearing inside of her and just, I don't know. I have a lot of problems with this movie. Just the ideology and the, you know, whatever. We'll get to it, but yeah, that's part of it. And so, and she has no qualms with any of this, really. Like she doesn't really say no. anything in the moment of when he's doing it. She she makes sounds like she is uncomfortable, she's in pain. But then you know when she sees him the next day, she is, you know understanding isn't doesn't really say anything it's kind of just like let's keep going and get doing what we're doing yeah they really don't even talk about it most of the time no like so they have they eventually have consensual intercourse while she's on her period and we get a really interesting portrayal of period sex um i want yeah <laughs> i was like there's no way that's how that is but it's not fun when it's not <laughs> looks like a murder scene and like he fucking ripped her organs out. I thought something went I know. Wrong. Like, I was like, that's what I thought I was happened. Like, oh my and god. When he pulls out, there's like viscera. That on was disgusting. Okay. When he pulls out and it just like goes like, like all of the like all of the blood comes out. I was like, that's just not I mean, again, that could be the experience for some people, but it, it, I think that was very much over-dramatized. Like, look at the woman gushing with blood. And it's like, God damn it. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not how it is. Like, that's not how periods work in my, ex- in my experience as both someone who has had horrific periods and someone who has dealt with them. Just saying. I don't know why that bothered. I don't know. It's just like the, you... No, that bothered like, me too. Bria, you because it was like a, you, you. I believe you have a vagina. Like you've, you've probably experienced menstruation. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because I'm like, you're, again, not even hiding it. Like how repulsed by women you are as a woman. And like, obviously, we're talking about Bria. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> And, like, uh, me trying to do mental gymnastics to understand, like, if I'm missing... Like, am I missing something here about her politics? Like, people are like, oh, her movie is so beautiful. It is so erotic. I'm like, there ain't nothing erotic about this situation. Because, once again, she shoots sex as so clinical and cold. Again, as, like, as is her point, and that's, like, the point of her movies. But at the same time, they just feel like the same thing and this anatomy of a hell is supposed to be a sequel in scare quotes she said to romance so i guess like those parallels make sense but still it's like that is still kind of that still attitude attitude still exists in fat girl too like this very much like hating on women and it's like is she trying to say something about how people perceive women but it's like no it just at this point it feels like it's how she perceives women like we're saying and it's just like okay it's not that it's not as deep as i'm trying to go <laughs> like i should stop trying to put my brain into a pretzel to somehow find a redeeming quality and think that somehow like she does actually have something fascinating to say politically about gender yeah well she thinks she does yeah but no one else no. does like we're like okay they're not gonna pick you like fat girl was great i like what the hell fat girl was all like i love fat girl i still love fat girl but the rest of them it's yeah, so like what'd you do 
Did she get dumped? Like, I'm just guess terrible. I shouldn't say that. It's <laughs> fucking mean. Um, but it, it's again, all the stuff we like in Fat Girl does does not work in this movie. No. It makes it like excruciatingly slow. Um, it's like just there. What is your commentary? Like, what are you, like, Briot? like, what are you actually trying to say to me? Because all I'm getting so far from all these movies is that you think you're better than other women. You think women um, have, like, some weird thing with sex. You can't decide if they should or shouldn't be having sex. Um, and... It, she has something with sex itself too like in this movie um what does the character say uh woman she says like something about you know it's not sex doesn't matter it's the meaning behind it yes yes yeah fuck what was that yeah exactly she's like it's not the thing going inside there is no meaning yeah there's no meaning in any of these movies, the whole point of them, uh, is, at least what I'm getting, is that like, they're, they're, like sex is like meaningless. So then, now what? You know, just shove, just I feel like just shove that stone dildo in yourself and walk around with it, and then just play it like an <laughs> egg. I'm sorry, the close-ups of vaginas in this movie are just so fucking bizarre. There were times where I didn't even realize like what I was looking at. <laughs> nope. So I, like, I did too. I was like, I don't think that's a vagina. <laughs> um Or or no, or sometimes I'm like, oh, is that one? Like I thought like I just didn't know well, like what it was. Yeah. Um Oh, and that that actually reminds me of the other the other um part of the movie that has the flashback is when she's thinking about her first sexual experience and it shows her when she was a child and then it shows her laying in the grass showing boys bothering her her vagina and it shows a young girl's vagina apparently it's a prosthetic I looked it up they like it's a prosthetic child's vagina which is a really weird thing to say and to read um but like and then the boys are shown taking their glasses and putting the glasses like in her vagina and look and then getting discharge on the arm of the glasses and then laughing at the discharge. Why? Wow, I must have repressed you this didn't part. Re- you didn't see that part? Like there's a full on like of her just lying there and it's a shot of a of like a shot up her skirt of her vag- of a young girl's vagina. No, I I'm Well, I must have repressed it. I don't remember. Vulva that. technically, but whatever. Um Oh yeah. And they're all looking at it and laughing about the discharge on his glasses. Yeah, and it's like, what are you saying? Am I missing it? Am I stupid? No, because, like, at some points it feels like, okay, so she's trying to say something about how, like, the what women's bodies go through as women and, like, what we feel like we have to do to survive in this world and to make men leave us alone. Like, that part. Kind of? But, like, it doesn't, it's not consistent. And especially because it's from the perspective of the man. And right. the fact that the end of the mo- like the end of the movie is him leaving and pining after her and being like, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have taken her money. I shouldn't have left her. I should have like told her I'm in love with her." It's like, 
you only caught feelings because you were able to abuse her however you wanted, you fucking prick. Yeah, and that part, actually, I, like, made a note because I'm just, like, the way that the two guys, like, he meets a, <laughs> another guy in a bar. God! And I'm, like, the way that they talk about women, and this is, like, actually true in real life. Like, men just talk about women in, like, such a um, violent way. He says stuff like, um... Like, I reamed her so hard, no man, no other man will ever want her. Um, What else? You gotta, like, fuck them like goats as many as you can so you're uh, immunized against them. Yep, a lot of calling her a slut and a bimbo and, like, lots of names because she she propositioned him. Yeah. He says, um, no, no one should, no... Humans should let someone use them like she did or something like that. Uh, just, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's so weird. Like, even when you think in real life, like, guys are like, oh, I, I want to, like, destroy her. And stuff I like have that, legitimately you know? heard that when I was a bartender. There was this group of guys that would always come in for happy hour. And they, it was a group of like a core group of like four or five guys that I think worked together. And then they would bring in other guys and they're always in like nice business suits and always ordering like ridiculous drinks. But I would, they would sit at the bar and I was the bartender and I would hear them talking about cheating on their wives and saying things like, that's how a man does it. And that's what a man does. And like clapping each other on the back as they shared these repulsive stories like in front of me. And then would look at me and laugh and like call me like creepy names and then wouldn't tip, which is like the cherry on top of all that bullshit. They were terrible tippers and they spent so much money, but like that is a power dynamic that exists. Like this guy, you know, you, you think in this moment, this is in, in the movie, Briat's like, Oh, this is like her stereotyping the way guys talk about women when actually it's a pretty accurate way for the way men talk about women and what they think they deserve, like what they expect and what they want and the way they think things are. It's a rather disturbing universal assumption. Yeah, it's so weird. And true. It is true. Like, I, I mean, I'm I'm sure I've said stuff like that. Um, I think probably most guys have. And it's so weird. It's like, why? You know, like, wh- like not thinking about it, maybe you say stuff. But then it, when you do think about it, it's like, why are you saying that? Like, you know what I mean? So, yes. like, why is she saying that? I mean, she's saying that because, uh, I mean, shock value really is what it comes down to it, I think. I think she just wants to say as many, like, weird sexual things as she can and be like, look, at this is the human nature around sex. And it's like, it sounds like maybe you're just really angry. Yeah, I think it's your nature. Like, you're, exactly. Like, you seem just like you've had a really rough go of it. And this is what you think, which again, which is an interesting, it, it, this ties into her current politics now when she says things like women are traitors who have like talked about Harvey Weinstein. Like she makes all these movies about how women are used. And then when women are used in real life, she's like, Ooh, no, no, no. Which kind of informs her movies a lot more to me and her, po- like her pretty icky politics. At least gender. Yeah, I politics. think she's a pick me girl. Yep. I think that's what it is. She's a very pretentious pick me girl, first wave feminism or something like that, 
where it's like pretty backwards and and sex negative. Yeah. Well, and s- and she doesn't really have any actual thoughts. She just likes to listen to herself talk. Exactly. Well, and she so th- there's a narrator of this movie. She she is the narrator, but she is the narrator is not the woman, it is the man. And so Catherine Briod's voice is narrating the man's inner monologue. And that did confuse me. <laughs> and like why? There's probably something there about like the inner woman or something bizarre. But I also just think Riot wanted to read her own book and have her voice in the movie. <laughs> I, think, I think it's also that I think she identifies with the men. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, that's a really good point. I, I don't think she identifies with the women. I don't think she does either. I think she only does to the extent, like insofar as she is a woman. Exactly. And yep. And it's like a lot of self-hatred. Yeah. And then like she uses her male characters as her own way of exploring again, like her self-hatred and her own eternalized misogyny and like own like disconnection with her own body and femininity. Yeah. And it's like, do you have something new to say? Like, why are you yelling at me? (laughs) Because I'm sad. Um, So I really want to know how what your interpretation was of the ending. Does she die? Like so, the, so the, in the so in the in the film's end, he goes back to the house to like confront her. But all the stuff. Well, after after he complains about her at the oh, bar yeah. for like however long, and says he should have ripped her apart. Yes, exactly. Um, he like bitches at the bar. The time frame here, the time frame is odd because like he gets wasted at this bar, stumbles out after a closing time, and walks back to her house. And when he gets there. The mattress is gone, like it looks dilapidated, and there, but all that remains that is like evidence of her is a bloody sheet, which is where they had sex while she's on her period. Great. Um, but then it flashes to him, like walking towards her and her walking backwards, and then him pushing her off a cliff. And yeah. what is incredibly unclear to me is. Was that some kind of vision? Did he actually kill her? I don't know. (laughs) Is he just fucking insane and the whole thing was a dream? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I at first, like, I actually had to rewind it because I guess I blinked and I thought maybe he just threw the blanket. And I was like, I don't think a blanket would splash like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I rewound it and then... um, I watched it and I just I then it ends I'm like okay like I just I don't know like maybe maybe it got me on an off day again but I'm just like uh, uh like okay you know like are you do you think you're like blowing my mind right now she probably does and I th- and I, know, I think but I think she, she does I think she does blow some people's minds which is what's really fascinating to me because I, I don't i don't get i really don't i truly don't understand it i don't understand what's I, I don't so revolutionary how. about her attitudes towards sex i think they're completely outdated i think they're horrifically harmful i don't think that what she thinks she's saying about women is of substance i don't think it's adding anything to the <laughs> that part like as the kids that, say. <laughs> i just i don't know it's, I, to answer your question, though, I don't know. I, 
to me, it seems like that was probably a vision, and he, um, like, she left. I don't think that was her house. I'll start there. Um, I think that was a house. <laughs> Imagine just found. being like, yo, can I use, like, I'm just going to use this house to have weird sex in and use myself as, like, a creepy doll for this man who's some, I guess, in crisis sexually. Or she manipulated him to have a crisis sexually. That's another thing I'm not actually sure of. Well, I think that's what we're supposed to think, but I don't think that. No, I don't. I didn't think I, I, I exactly like I wasn't like, oh, she caused him to have this. I'm like that. He probably had some. He probably had a lot of hangups going into it. And he was like, oh, shit, time to figure him out. I don't yeah, know. And I think that um, Briot has done that consistently with these movies where we're supposed to think that the woman manipulated the man or whatever. And I have yet to agree with that. Like I, I haven't I, I haven't thought that in any of these movies, um, because I don't view women as like weird evil demon witch people who like can cast spells over men and and you like you know what I mean use their evil powers to make men like fall for them and want to have sex with them and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and that's the vibe I get from her is that that's what she thinks like women, um you know, use their sexuality against men and create problems in the world. Yeah. And I don't fucking agree with that, like, at all. Um, I think that probably it was a vision, and that's his way of letting go of her. Mm, um, okay. In an angry way, like, because c- he's not happy about it, uh, about the fact that, you know, he's attracted to her and and... I, I don't know everything that went down, I guess. Um, so that's how I'm yeah. seeing it. Okay. Like, instead of just being able to gently let her go, like maybe by, you know, letting the blanket fly into the ocean, right? Like that would be a gentle way of letting go of her. But he's like, no, fuck you, bitch. And he pushes her and kills her. And he kills that part of him. And again that goes speaks back to the violence in men like the violence that is often seen in men towards like talking about women and how he can't accept some kind of like he wants to have power over her and in this and in the ending without him pushing her off the cliff she has she's like has he perceives her as having an upper hand like she's just left there isn't a connection that she's like trying to restore like she got what she needed out of him and then she's moved on and to him, I, I saw this as, like, he can't handle that because men are stereotypically seen in those rules of using a woman and then moving on and the woman pining after them. True. And so that, to me, was, like, he was, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I feel like I have bared my soul and, like, figured some things out about myself and have finally, like, fallen in love after four days of just sexually traumatizing a person and she decided to just leave and doesn't have the same feelings as I do. Fuck that shit. I'm going to pretend to kill her. Like, it's like I want to feel like that ending is interesting and kind of smart to me. And again, that's subversion. But it's hard to think of it that way with everything that led up to it and what happened in the movie. Like, there are parts. It's so frustrating. This movie has been exceedingly frustrating for me because I think there are some interesting things in it. But I think it's not. I think it's overall harmful not great and also just a briot a briot spectacular of just being like i don't understand like some of your concepts 
are really interesting, but everything else around it is gross. And I was reading an article about, about this and it's completely opposite to how we feel. They think that this is like a, a feminist fairy tale. They think that this is some kind of like tribute to the vagina and making menstruation not seem as gross and having like, and how like they drink like menstrual blood and it's like a, a divine right and how you know in a lot of there are people who use menstrual blood in ritual and and in this mirroring that kind of ritual it's seeking to the power of the vagina and i just don't agree with that reading whatsoever it's like i got that from it like i got that's what i was supposed to yeah think, but that's not what i see exactly so that's okay that's the perfect way to put it it's like i get what she's trying to do, but I don't think it's correct or good. <laughs> like, I get you're very... Yeah, I'm sure she would say we're misinterpreting the whole movie, but I, like, at what point... So we've watched three of these now, and in every single one, she seems to be against her female characters. So at what point are you proving us wrong? Like, how am I misinterpreting it, you know? Like, I don't understand how this is a a feminist movie, first of all. That's that's an outrageous reading. I just, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't, like, I just don't see um, how these are, like, supposed to be strong female characters, uh, independent women, um... I don't see how it's at all a revolutionary idea of women or sex or anything. So, like, it, okay, uh, if someone wants to tell me we're misinterpreting it, I, I truly can't see how. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems so clear that, like, she just... She's a pick me girl. Well, and I also feel like there's a reading in here that also feels like very gender essentialist, if that's the right word, and being like the power of the vagina. And like, well, sorry, but yeah. <laughs> I just like it's such it's such no, a it's second right. wave, fem- second wave, first wave feminist thing to be like the power of the vagina women. And it's just like very much that vibe of vibe ish, but also not liking the vagina depending i guess on your reading of it but it's got that it's definitely got that kind of like gender essentialism there are only two well, gender vibes to it as well yeah i w- i actually wanted to bring that up because the whole movie is supposed to be like um you know you don't like you don't like women like this is the woman talking to the man like you don't like or understand or appreciate women so let's go on a four-day like uh like weird period sex blender bender and um then you will understand and appreciate women and the entire time his his quote unquote way of learning how to appreciate women is literally all centered around her vagina all of it like there's no like talking about like how women think or um their experiences like you know it's all like poking and prodding at her vagina and it's like i don't understand how that is helpful like you're equating 
So basically, you're reducing women to vaginas. Like, that's what I'm getting from it. And I don't know, maybe that's part of, like, uh, you know, being a queer person, like, uh, that I'm reading it differently than maybe she would. But, I mean, I, I would like to hear what you think about that. Like, is, is she not just reducing women to their anatomy? I think she I think she is in all of her movies. Yeah, I think the movies that we've seen, I guess, I guess I can't speak to all of yeah. them, but at lo- almost all of her films are very important, are pornographic and deal with female sexuality. And it, it's true. She reduces women to vaginas with legs because there isn't a lot of characterization to her female characters. Well, any I guess any of her characters really. I feel like really, fat, yeah. fat girl has the most characterization I've seen so far in characters, which is why it's so successful to me because she actually makes characters and doesn't just try to make like general stereotypes that like stereotypical representations of men and women. And I think that's yeah, the thing. I, I think she general she when she thinks of a stereotypical woman, she seems to just think of them as sexually frustrated vaginas who are looking. For attention yeah and and she's like you know i mean in this movie at least she's like this man doesn't understand or or respect women how can we get him to do that i know let's have the woman character take him for four days and let him just poke and prod at her body and then suddenly he will have respect and understanding for women like that i there are several steps missing in between there. Like, I don't know. Does not compute. I don't see how that. I, I, I don't know. It, maybe it's just me, but I don't get it. Nope. I just I didn't get it. Like I got. I, it's like it's 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 weird because like we get it, but I don't get it. Like yeah, I get the imagery. I get the like the the feminine rights of ritual drinking, like vaginal blood. Like I get it. Yeah, but, it still seems weirdly anti-feminist. Yeah, exactly. Like okay, you use that imagery, but why? Like I don't understand what you what the greater goal was, what your larger message message was. Like what were you trying to tell me? That's new. But you know what? Fascinatingly, like you know as people in our late 20s like in the year 2021 um who i i would say we both identify as feminists you know Mm -hmm. um i wonder if part of why we're reading it this way and why we're like how is you know this guy fucking this woman gonna uh make him have respect for women um i i wonder if part of why we read it so wildly different wildly differently whatever from Bria Mm -hmm. is because she would be like uh you know uh I guess first wave feminists like where you know how it is so different like like old feminist ways are not considered feminist by today's standards yeah like for instance like excluding trans women Mm -hmm. or or excluding um black and brown women um, being sex negative, anti-sex work. Those things were considered feminist at one point. Yeah. And now they are not at all. Yeah. She basically, yeah. So, she, yeah. 
So she. So I wonder if her view of feminism is in this movie, and because it's like an outdated version of feminism, we're just not reading it how she intended us to. Maybe I'm not her intended audience, and you know what? Thank God for that. I don't. I just that's. I got all I wanted to say off my chest about this movie. I think it is. I think it's gross. Like in more ways than one. It is pretty gross. So. It, it's like visually gross, but also like um, the ideology, I think, is reductive to say the least. <laughs> to, to say the least. Like the very least. So, Dax, uh, on a scale of one to five, how do you rate the disturbing factor of anatomy of hell i would say like a three okay maybe two and a half or three because of the bird yeah Um, because probably because of that weird prosthetic scene that you were saying that i don't remember (laughs) um and then also you know a, a weird like rake assault and uh drinking bodily fluids you know yeah got all that that good that good that good disturbing imagery so would you would you watch this again no cool what about you um i also give this a three in terms of being disturbing it it does have that like quintessential like gross out imagery that it's gonna make you feel gross i really made me uncomfortable did whatever did the thing that I guess she wanted it to do. I also think it's disturbing in the perpetuation of these very like archaic ideals of what of women and men and sexual really and like heterosexual relationships. Um, that's more disturbing to me than watching a guy drink period blood, even though I don't want to watch that ever happen again. Like personally, like <laughs> I'm good. It actually didn't get me. I don't know why it got me. Like, I'm really not that grossed out by my period, like by periods. Like it's not my favorite, but I'm not that grossed yeah. out. But I guess just like watching her put in, I don't know. That whole situation was just like, you know, <laughs> I just don't think I want this today. I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. We're fine. None of the period stuff got me except for when it started like, <laughs> That's like she was stabbed. Like, Jesus Christ. That was so weird. At first, I thought maybe he did stab her. Well, it's it's some fucking phallic imagery of, like, his his phallus stabbed her and stabbed her over and over again into her open vaginal wound. And look at her. She's bleeding. Yawn. We get it. (laughs) Like, and on that note, no, I don't think I will ever watch this movie again. I don't need it to ever do that no it bashes me over the head with things i don't need to really watch and i yeah yeah it thinks it's saying something she thinks no exactly and that is that is i feel the briot trend um next week um we are done with our Catherine briot series and we are going to be doing a fun little interlude between director series where we are going to look at some fucked up australian horror movies and uh, Dax, what is the f- what is first up? I'm excited to announce that I've chosen the loved ones. Yes, 
Oh, I'm so excited. I love the loved ones. And that'll be a little bit more fun to talk about since I know we both really like that movie. And it, that is such a good movie. And it's fucked up. And I actually, again, another movie where I was like, ah, I love it. Maybe I won't watch it again because it got under my skin. And I'm, so I'm excited to watch it again because it really is very good. Yeah, I highly recommend, you know, before we um, put that episode out that everybody watches that movie. Yep. I mean, there's some it, it it's disturbing for gore reasons. Um, so if you're sensitive to gore, maybe look up some spoilers. But it's such a good and fun and nasty movie. And it's it's so fucked up. And it introduces my, uh, one of my favorite horror villains, Lola. Me too. I love. I Lola. love Lola. She's a. I mean, I. She's <laughs> a, she's a fucking crazy person, and I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, she's hanging on my wall, actually, next to my bed. Aww, Lola. Yeah, love her. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So that will be a nice change of pace. It, it'll be fun. So. And funny sometimes. Yeah, funny. Hopefully. Um. So yeah, thanks for listening to this episode, everybody. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Watch Once Never Again. If you have uh, suggestions for movies to cover, suggestions for directors to cover, thoughts about the films we've covered, you can send us an email at wonapodcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at wona, W-O-N-A, podcast. Um and follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm at MB McAndrews. I'm at Daxi Bobbin. And that's all in the show notes, links, all that good stuff. So thanks everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.